Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to Jim and Tomic's Musical Theatre Happy Hour, your weekly podcast with drams and dirges. These are both things you made up. These are Scottish words that I've never heard before. <laughs> well, I don't think dirges. I think dirge is a, a definite thing. Yeah. Um, a it... dram. I'm sure that's made it across the pond. But yeah, that's a Scottish <laughs> thing. Um, a dirge is like, uh, it's, it's like a very specific type of music. Uh-huh. Think like I suppose like things like Threatening Opera quite dirgy. Okay. Like a kind of Dirt. like I've I've heard it in the context of like a funeral dirge. Like a, a really sad yeah, 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 morbid yeah, yeah. kind of It's uh uh-huh. I think that's I th- I mean I think that's what it is. I think it's like a song for dead people. Okay. Um but yeah. Dirges. Huh. And so yeah, it's quite miserable. So, cheery podcast this week. <laughs> no, don't worry. We're just aiming for the alliteration. That's true. Always, always for the literary joke. Um, exactly. But you know what a drama is, right? The I was, I the fact that the dirge was the song and not the alcohol surprised me okay. entirely. <laughs> Did you think it was like a posh drum, a dram? I I figured a dram like like Amdram like it's some kind of oh, drama okay, yeah. play, but apparently not. No, what's a dram? A or, dram. It's like you would have like a wee dram. Do you want a wee dram? And it's like a wee shot of whiskey. Oh. Um, mostly just whiskey. <laughs> so there you go. Speaking of, what are you drinking today, Jimmy? Uh today I am drinking fresh seawater. <laughs> that sounds delicious. Is this a thing you do often? Only when I listen to this musical. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's not a very good one, but I can't think of anything. I, th- so I think that's, have to, that's uh, fantastic. That. Yeah. Uh, what are you drinking, T? I'm drinking some 
vintage wine that was trucked over on the Mayflower. Excellent. <laughs> a good choice, I would say. <laughs> a very good choice. Um, okay, well, we don't have a quiz question. We so didn't have a quiz question last week. So if you did guess this week's musical without a quiz question, you're weird and creepy in your ability to read our minds. But this yeah, week... Yeah, that's really impressive. Right? Wouldn't that be fabulous if someone was like, mm-hmm. you're going to do this? And we were like, how did you know? Um, yeah. This week, we're going to talk about Songs for a New World. A new world calls across the ocean. A new world calls across the sky. A new world whispers in the shadows. Time to fly, time to fly. It's about one moment. So, Songs for a New World mm-hmm. um, was out in 95? 95 was its off-Broadway premiere, and I think it had some out-of-town previews before that. Yeah, um... So it's like, it's old now. It's 21 years. Yeah, which is weird because it is very contemporary musical theater as much as we term that. Because we uh, kind of, yeah, it's like every time we say that, you have to like inverted commas it because we're not taking the words individually. We mean it as a a brand, as a genre. A specific Um, style. We'll get into that. Yeah. Um, This is Jason Robert Brown, uh, who did Parade in the last five years. You might know him better for those. Um, Yeah. And most recently, uh, Bridges of Madison County. And yes, Dito. What else? 13. Mm hmm. Um, but this was his. Hollywood in uh, Vegas, or whatever it's called. Hollywood in Vegas. Vegas. That's a Honeyman thing. in Vegas. That's something? a thing you made know. up. I think it is. Um, but. Yeah, this this was his this was his first. This was this, his debut mm-hmm. into uh, the New York scene. Yeah, um, and it's our first Jason Robert Brown. I feel he's, uh, he's a big Jason. guy. He is. I I struggle with him sometimes, but maybe we'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah, I think we will. I think <laughs> we will. Um, but let's talk about what what songs for New World is actually about. Is that what we should say? Yeah, is it about something. It's, um, it's hard. So this is it is self classified as a song cycle, and mm-hmm. this is a contentious inside baseball discussion for musical theater nerds about the difference between exactly. a song cycle, a musical, and a review. Yep. What? How would? I've had this discussion on several occasions. How would you term the difference between these things? Each of them. So, obviously, a musical, I would say, has a narrative. Yeah, that's kind of... By by that, I mean, like, a distinct narrative. Yeah, I feel like a musical is the easiest one. That's what you... Uh So, I would classify all of these things under the umbrella of musical theater. Distinct from calling something a musical. Yes, exactly, exactly. I would agree with that. Um, a song cycle, I'm going to leave that to last. I think that's the hardest to define. Yeah. I would say a review is like a bringing together of your song. So like yeah. putting it together is a review. Um, the Rodgers and Hammerstein one is a review. Yeah. Uh, the Cole Porter, you know, like the, the all all the big names right. have a review have attached a re- to them. Have a review. Or, if you're yes. song time, you've got like twelve. <laughs> exactly. It's it's often much easier to talk about these terms in 
around the musicals they describe. Exactly. Um, and then song cycle. I don't know. I guess it's just like a collection of show tune song, like show songs. Yeah. Do that you know are what I mean? Specifically tied together for some reason or another. Which Maybe? can be as tenuous as you want it to be. Like right. Like that kind of idea. Yeah. Because there, there are so many out there now. Yeah. Um, and I feel... Uh, song cycle. I'm not. I'm not poo-pooing them in any way. No. Um, and again, we'll we'll talk about them lots. But I feel like it's a really good way in. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah a yeah. lot of young writers nowadays have you know ideas for songs mm-hmm. before they have ideas for full musicals. And if if you're not confident in writing a book or understanding you know how to piece a story together, but right. You're an amazing songwriter. There's nothing to stop you from writing for musical theater. Exactly. Um, it's it's kind of like so, the poetry of musical theater, I would say. Yeah. In, yeah. In that it's a little more amorphous. Also, the term I only learned this in doing research for this podcast, but the term song cycle uh-huh. goes way, way, way back before right. it was ever used to apply to musical theater terms, and refers to a lot of orchestral works and big choral works where it's a series of songs that aren't specifically a concerto or an opera or an operetta but have some kind of cohesion to them and are intended to be performed in a particular order at the same time right okay yeah that means i mean that that's the perfect definition yeah i Uh, i i think practically the difference between a review and a song cycle is that reviews have songs from other musicals in them whereas song cycles don't yeah, exactly. They're they're brought together to be their own piece. Yeah. Um. So, if we, was this like the first kind of musical theater song cycle? So it wasn't, but it's one of the more popular ones. There's a mu- a musical that I've only listened to because I'm a nerd, and I I or a song cycle rather called Jacques Brel is alive and well and living in France. But right, see, would you call that a song cycle? Why wouldn't you? Because is it not the songs of Jacques Brel? Yes, but is this So not... therefore, isn't it a review? But is this not the songs of Jason Robert Brown? I mean, he describes it himself as a song cycle, but okay. a lot of the songs were pre-written for other cabaret pieces or other sorts of things. Like, right. the, the, there is, I think what makes a song, and this is, this is why this is such a contentious thing, because it's mm-hmm. such an amorphous definition. I think the intentional bringing it together the putting it together some might say <laughs> yuck, yuck, yuck. um <laughs> makes it more of a song cycle um okay i do think it's also contentious but as then, to whether jacques brel is uh, a review or a song yeah, cycle cuz i would say it's a re- i would say it's a review in the same way that i would say putting it together is a review yeah. but putting it together definitely has a through thought has a plot do you know what i mean and it's yeah. almost got distinct characters and, exactly. and things like that well and but this it's, is, it's a, still 100 percent a review it's and not, this is where the else. the terms get really contentious and really different <laughs> yeah. because we would absolutely call something like company a musical but well absolutely <laughs> right but company has basically just as much plot as putting it together does but mm-hmm. putting it together has songs from other musicals, whereas Company is all original. But I would never call Company a song cycle because it has distinct characters. Yeah, but, exactly. So it's all it's all kind of blobby. And like, at, I know. At a certain point, 
who really cares? You know? Exactly. I, I think that's the thing. It's fu- it's funny because like reading reviews and things for Songs for a New World, mm-hmm. um, you know, the first three paragraphs are debating what it actually is. Right. Um, and it, you're right. It 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 doesn't really matter. It's it a, exists and it's, it's a performance you know, piece. It's vaguely musical theater. Uh-huh. And it it actually simplifies it. The fact that JRB is on record calling it a song cycle, like yeah, th- done song cycle. Yeah, exactly. Just that's what it is, and whatever that means, that doesn't matter. Exactly. Um, and I think that's the thing. So people, I think they want to, you, you know, weigh it up against other things and be like, right. well, can I compare this to right? You know, company is it a, or is do it I a have fair to compare comparison this? or not? And I I say compare it to whatever you want. Exactly. Exactly. Um, as we will. Throughout the course of this podcast. So, right, JRB, he describes it as, and this is his words, um, it's about one moment, I'm not going to start singing the show, but that is used a lot. Um, it's about hitting the wall and having to make a choice or take a stand or turn around and go back. And apparently you have something to say about that, Tommy. I struggle with this, Jimmy. I, so, on the one hand, I'm never one, like, primary author's words are primary author's words are... Mm-hmm liturgy our god like from the author's mouth this is right but look at that description this musical is about one moment guess what so is every other goddamn song in musical theater like i know i really don't like and what what, yeah (laughs) what's what's frustrating is this in listening to the song cycle it's about something more specific than this like clearly there are other thematic elements that tie it tighter together than character songs where a character has to make a decision like 90 percent of musical theater songs fit in that category right exactly and it's not like that this is the definitive collect you know (laughs) this is the one where it gets it right like many many shows right any any solo (laughs) <laughs> basically yeah, this exactly. worth his soul like on as the a character steps of going the palace through. brotherhood of man like yeah sit down you're I mean, you the could, boat you every song name every song, song every ever musical. is about one uh-huh. moment about hitting the wall having to make a choice take a stand or turn around or go back exactly <laughs> it's exactly like, so this it frustrates me when you can't describe your own work in more granular terms because uh-huh. you you made it you know. Well, I mean, this is this is it. Is like, I feel that obviously because he was just starting out, right? Mm-hmm. He really needed to make an impact and really wanted to make an impact. And yeah. um, for what we know about Jason Robert Brown, he's an extremely confident man. Yes, and has a lot of self belief. Yes, um, that's a very, very nice way useful. to put that. Exactly, um, a very useful thing to have, especially if you're just starting out in New York, right? And you're 20 years old or whatever. Exactly. Um, so. I feel like this kind of talk is very, it's, 
it's very mid 90s you know what i mean it's very yeah. pithy and it, it's that kind of thing that you could say a lot mm-hmm. and, and not even say one word yeah and i feel like that's what he's 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 doing with this description so it sounds fantastic it sounds oh my gosh yes i right. i do that i can relate oh finally right a musical that i can relate to yeah and all he said is is musical where something happens yeah it's it's like <laughs> it's like the the fortune cookie or horoscope of musical theater description. Like yeah. you yeah, open up exactly. and you're like, yes, this is yes, a stranger will come into my life. I feel uh-huh. changes on the way. Like of yes. course, because it's, it's one size fits all. Yeah, it's one size fits all. Exactly. Um, and it's, so yeah, it, I feel it, it did a disservice to himself. For, and and I think it's worth it to say what is frustrating is we like this musical. Yeah, we think exactly. there's more important things to say about this musical, and this <laughs> sentence from the horse's mouth does not say it. Yeah, but I think that's the thing is like, if you say, "Oh, it's about," uh, you know, all of the things that it's about, right? Then a, you're first of all going to get lost because the the things that it's about don't necessarily match up together. Yeah. Um, and B, you'll be like, "Well, where'd you get a story from that?" And right. that's not what he wants because it's not I mean? so quite to, a to story. Keep, Exactly. So to keep his his description of it nice and conceptual, yeah, means that this the show can be as conceptual as it needs to be. That's true. You know what I mean? That's very true. Um, so he kind of saving saving his ass. Yeah, a little bit. Um, all, all of this to say, it's a musical put or a song cycle mostly put together of about one person songs, where it's an adult singing about some kind of big life changing adult moment in their life. Exactly, exactly. Adult, young, like any anyone, yeah. and we're we're spanning through time. We're going from seventeen seventy six uh, all the way to, to whenever, whenever. Might as well be now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so it's it's it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting it one. It's um, and yeah. it, it is it's a, an interesting makeup. <laughs> um, so. You also wrote this quote down that I hadn't found, yeah. where you said, I don't want to philosophize, I just want to tell a story. I feel it, that's related. Yeah, it's in the show. I don't want to philosophize, I just want to tell a story. It is indeed. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I feel like that's a pretty good description of perhaps JRB's mission with this show and how it kind of comes across. There's uh-huh. it, Each one of these songs feels like it could be, it feels like it is part of a much larger story and does a really good job of letting you know everything all at once without seeming mm-hmm. too overwhelming. Um, yeah. And is not very much... Th- this is n- not a, like, and here's the moral of the story kind of musical. Yes. It's uh-huh. a, here is a life experience that is nuanced and perhaps relatable, but at least interesting, and you derive your meaning from that. And there's plenty exactly. of meaning to derive, and I'm not going to tell you what it is. Yeah, um, I think that's... It, it, it's It's really... And that's a huge strength of it, actually, is there's yeah. no spoon-feeding here. No. You know what I mean? You're never going to be told what to think. Exactly. On any of the songs, um, for for numerous reasons, I would say. Yeah. Um, uh, one of the main ones being, you've got that... Uh, where have we had this before? I feel like we've talked about it before. But... Hmm. Um, like a, an untrustworthy narrator? No, no. It, as you listen to the song, you develop your own... Like, in most... Pretty much all pieces of traditional musical theater, there is this spoon-fed nature of who the good guy is or who the bad guy is. Or at least yeah. what is a positive, productive decision and what is a, oh, no, no, don't do this in your life kind of decision. Um, exactly. Whereas this one, it's it's pretty gray. It's pretty blurry. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, which which I really like. Uh, yeah. And I think it's it's interesting because the first time I ever listened to this show, mm-hmm. I didn't like it. Yeah, me too. I thought it was chunky. Yeah. I thought it was wordy and and just I couldn't remember anything about any song. Mm-hmm. I thought they all sounded the same. Yeah. And I thought there were some fun- funky harmonies at the start, and that was bad. And that's um, oh, when the I remembered Sun and Moon because of the easy rhymes, um, <laughs> and I feel like that that was yeah that that was all I kind of took from it. Mm-hmm. But then you go back and you go back and you go back and you go back, um, and you get you actually start to understand what the songs are about. Yeah. When you, you start um, to pull some of the through lines between them, which is where I think that's where this becomes a song cycle and not a review. And that's where mm-hmm. it becomes m- more interesting. Yeah. Um, but so we've talked about this before, mm-hmm. um, about this idea of if you've got a show yeah, and you need to watch it more than once, 1200 times, mm-hmm. like, to to really get to the heart of it is that a good thing or a bad thing yeah um because do you think you know without the depth and without the knowledge of what each of these numbers contains Mm -hmm. um you know if you're just taking it for like the music and rhythm and you know some lyrical stuff uh is it is it as good i think the distinction i would draw with that is when I when I because I'm a big proponent of this. When you mm-hmm. watch a musical the first time, you should be able to understand the full thing. Yeah. Mostly, I am talking about th- the more basic ends of the story, and certainly it's grayer. But like uh-huh. the st- the stuff the author intends, for lack of a better descriptor, but like. Mm-hmm the plot what the conflict is what the moral is what the relationships are between the people how that progresses yeah. and moves on and like the if you like the stuff you'd ask the author to theorize i think yeah. for maybe the first time when we've first musical we've talked about a lot of these deeper meaning things manifest themselves in the mind of the viewer not mm-hmm. in the mind of the author. It's more like observing an abstract or cubist or impressionist painting at an art museum. Yeah. Um, where, like, there is a more amorphous intended feel, and so I'm more okay with it with this one. Um, I do think okay. there are parts where it falls down a little bit and parts where it could maybe draw some more hard... Like, I wonder if Jason Robert Brown reapproached this right now what harder connections he'd draw. I know. I wonder if he would do it because he's, he's a big musicals man now. Yeah, that's So I true. do wonder if he'd even, if he'd do you know, tackle again. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, the first time I listened to it, I thought it was about, like, a ship. I thought it was about, yeah. you, you know, sailing and yeah, sailors it, and the, like, Christopher Columbus times. Like, <laughs> nothing to do with actually what it was about. But that's what kind of washed over me. Yeah, you know exactly. What I mean? But so then I feel like that is an okay interpretation of it. Like, But that's, I mean, that's not... Because I, as in, I thought it was a book musical. Uh-huh. Do you know about what I mean? a bunch of people on a ship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is not what it is at all. Um, <laughs> that's true. Do you know what I mean? So, but not... Uh, I wouldn't say it's to, to its discredit. I probably just wasn't listening hard enough. But then... Yeah, that's 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 fine. Yeah, you know, I mean that's my that's my fault. So it, I guess yeah, I quite like that. Then isn't it? It's challenging. 
It is challenging. And I, I, I do think it takes a different kind of mindset going into Songs for a New World than it takes other kind of musicals. Um, and like, I, I think you, I, I don't want to pardon it for that either because mm-hmm. it's not for everyone that way. Like this, this is why calling it a song cycle and not a musical is important because there are exactly. people who like musicals who won't like this. Yeah, definitely. And what's the point of it? Right. And I think, I, mean? I think that's totally valid. Right here and he said, I'll give you stars and the moon and a soul to guide you and a promise I'll never go. I'll give you hope to bring out all the life inside you and the strength that will help you grow. I'll give you truth and a future that's 20 times better than any Hollywood plot. And I thought, you know, I'd rather have a yacht. Right, so we started to mention it there, but let's talk a bit about the through line and, and yeah. some of the themes that that it talks about. Yeah. Um, so it, okay. it's, it's two men and two women. It's a four-person yep. show. Um, uh, I mean, I, this is why I reacted to your... your see, so the very first song is On the Deck of a Spanish Sailing Ship, 1492. Yeah. Um, that's after, perhaps, the prologue, The New World. Uh-huh, um, yes. And is about, you know, Lord, we take this journey. This is, People are going to die along the way. People are going to be born along the way. This is a huge step, literally, as we sail this Spanish sailing ship across the ocean. Yeah. And there's a lot of... the So the, that's the song it starts you with. That's mm-hmm. the stem for a lot of the themes. Um, yeah. And so there is kind of this like legitimate exploration tone to a couple of the different songs. I would uh-huh. wager almost like an, an American kind of tone, but I don't know if I'm just in my Amerocentric world. Yeah, I think you are because I, I never got that okay. from it. I never, I never thought that it was particularly focused on, you know, the, the idea of like being around, like in the same, in the way that like, you know, rags is yeah. about a group of people coming to a new world. Yeah. Um, this, I guess, coincidentally, is, you know, well, this song in particular is a group of uh, Jewish people who have been exiled from Spain. Right. Um, in coming to a new world, you know, it's just a different group of Jewish people, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I don't think, obviously, back then they weren't saying, oh, we're going to America. Exactly. Um, like, I, I think I, I use America in the in the broad, correct sense, as in the new world yes you're um, just jacked up on thanksgiving aren't you That's basically you are. filled with turkey um <laughs> but uh, you know i'm stuck in my bubble um yeah yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah it's hard to see outside of that the other song that certainly points that way is the the flag maker 1775 um, right which also has a very and I say that's that's very distinctly American because I feel like there's no other country in the world who loves their flag as much as you guys. That's absolutely true. I would say I I wouldn't say that's an ass because I feel it's a it's a feature in in the terms of that's where JRB's from mm-hmm. and so he'll be writing you know the characters are American exactly uh, for the most part. Um, but I, I say I don't know. I say the kind of relatability, like it's it's not relatable. If you're not from America, you yeah. can still relate. It's that's that true. kind of idea. That's true. And so maybe that's I where it, it flows into the bigger exploration journey kind of bucket. 
Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so what, what would what would you say? What what do you what themes? Well, I what think through lines stick out to you. I think um, faith and yeah. relationships are okay. the two that kind of stick out to me most. So mm-hmm. if we go for faith first. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, like so, the opening sort on the deck of a Spanish sailing ship, um, you know that is it's a it's a call to God, yeah. basically, yeah, um, and you know it's it's, it's, it's I guess it's it's a prayer, really, isn't yeah. It? yeah, yeah. It, I mean, uh, I would I would say a a vast majority of these songs could be interpreted as prayerful, um. Yeah, I think so. I just think exactly some of them like not could, some of them a lot more than others. Yeah, and I I would um, I I would say prayerful in a very general sense, not in the like spe- specific Judeo Christian big bearded guy in the sky right, who we okay. pray to, but as in like a a calling out for something ethereal and something greater and life affirming. Yeah, whether, uh, whether that's to God or to the amorphous spirit yeah. that you think embodies us all, you know. But then I feel like I feel like we've, we've reached that one moment point exactly. of view again. We're, where it's just, like, we're, we're just talking to someone. Exactly, like, we're back in <laughs> we're back in fortune cookie land. <laughs> exactly. Um, um, but no, like Christmas lullaby. Yeah, I'm flying home is about going to heaven. Yeah, uh, King of the World. There's lots of uh, yeah. nods to to religion there. Um, and then, yeah. I, I, I feel like it's 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 kind of dotted through quite frequently, but not explicitly. Yeah, Do you know what I mean. Yeah, none of the songs are about, and you know, I guess interestingly enough, none of the songs are about. Oh, I'm struggling with my religion. Right. Do you know what I mean? It's just these characters have this. Yeah. And are, you know, it's just an aspect of, of yeah. their the belief system, um, which I think is quite nice. Yeah. Uh, so does that mean that faith is one of the themes, or is it just a motif? I guess it's just a motif. I would see it as, as one of the themes, faith in its broadest sense, faith yeah. in like a in like a trust in the world or like proce- some kind of processing of life events. We're totally in wishy washy fortune cookie land here. Um, yeah, but I, I think that's one of the difficult parts about this show is that it talks about such abstract con- concepts in really interesting ways that yeah. it's, it's hard to find specific terms uh-huh because i guess i was just thinking there i guess in the contrast that mm-hmm. um and the river won't flow yeah it's that's like the opposite that's like being like you know you can't tell what's going to happen to you right like a bitch and this this um, is what i mean about faith in its broadest sense is that like you know, the river won't flow is a whole is a song about like how this guy can't catch any breaks the river yeah. won't flow for him no matter what happens it's just not working and it still feels like some kind of discussion of faith because he's talking about like he's he's done all this, he's tried all this, and still it won't work. Yeah, you know, faith uh-huh. in a, in a kind of negative sense, in like a yeah greater force sense. Yeah, because he says he says it's not about God and the master plan, right? Um, and so I guess that's you know that's how he's saying it. Really, guys, it's not about religion, right? Which still Just makes like, it kind of about, <laughs> about faith. religion, right? Yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. Like there are um, some songs I think don't fit in it. Like "Suburbia Santa" is not terribly about faith. Um, no, neither is uh, "Just One Step." Um, yeah, yeah, definitely not. "Stars in the Moon" not about Stars faith. Moon. You know. So that fits. You said faith and relationships and and relationships. I guess that yeah, that's the kind of the flip side. Yeah. Um, one of the things I I think is really really nice 
about this um, is the kind of like uh, uh, like deeper through line. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's the deeper one. So if you look at Andrea Burns, um, and this is from the cast recording, by the way, so her character, I don't know whether she's women one or women two. Right. Um, but Andrea Burns. Mm-hmm. Young, also let's just briefly talk about young Andrea Burns. <laughs> is this her, is this her first uh, I, I must be near the start. Or at I least mean, she must have been on. really young in '95. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, she must have been really green. Yes, as, as they say. Um, she's she's. It's interesting though because she's still very good. But it's it's so interesting hearing the difference between this and heights. Yeah, uh, it's it's so much fun. Like I always enjoy hearing the difference between like. Angela Lansbury and Anyone Can Whistle and Angela Lansbury in Beauty and the Beast and like how people's just technique and voice progress over their careers. Uh Or you're Patty LaFone and you sound the same. Right, exactly. You're Patty LaFone and you never (laughs) ever age ever. You never age. Um, But anyway, that was a side note. Andrea (laughs) Burns' character Mm -hmm. um, I found really interesting. So the first is it the first time we hear from her as a solo? I think it is. Is um, Jenny's afraid of what? I'm not afraid of anything. Yes. Um, where she's this kind of like hardened young girl. She sounds young. Yeah. Some I don't know. Y- youthful somehow. Yeah. <clears throat> uh-huh. And then we'll go. I'll, I'll talk about that song in more depth in a bit. God, there's so much to talk about. Um, <laughs> but so yeah, we've got this. And she's very hardened to the world. And, you know, I'm not afraid of anything. Mm-hmm. Um she understands that the people around her care for her, but the she, you know, there's there's a lack of connection there, and she's right. okay by that, and because she's not afraid of it, you know, she can go she's out and roll. Coming to terms with that, yeah, exactly. Um, and then the next time we really properly hear from her is in Christmas Lullaby, mm-hmm. where it's an expectant mother, uh, you know, singing how she's going to protect her child and how. She's going to... It's almost like a, a new lease of life. Yeah. Um, that she's got. Uh, and then her kind of last song is I Give It All For You. Mm-hmm. Um, where she she's, you know, had the realisation and she now reunites with yeah. her love. And it's it's not that. She right. really, it's a fresh song. They're it's a new fresh character. new songs. But you're seeing this, like, pseudo-character <clears throat> progress through somewhat unrelated songs yes um and i guess it's the only it's the only one that that applies to in the show i i but wonder if you i could do find, think it's quite interesting do you know what it, it reminds me of do you know there's another song cycle that's being adapted into a movie now soon actually called hello again right um it's hello a, hello again it's a, boom, hello I, hello that that's not it at all no i know that's a different <laughs> song but it's a good song um it's cool. Uh, hello. Okay. It's um about various encounters of people having sex. Um, oh, cool. I like but, that. But like each song is two characters having sex, but across decades and mountains of time. Um, it's very impressive. And very, you you would enjoy. It. You should listen to it. Um, and it's like non-linear, and like one of them's on the sinking Titanic, and one of them's you know after a gay bar in the seventies, and like there, yeah, it's really strange. But there, how does is, that work? It's very strange. Um, I'm and, intrigued. Okay. And it's literally a circle because by the time you get through the whole thing, everyone has had sex in a line all the way through. Um, okay, and. Each actor, the characters they play have things in common, despite them being vastly different 
things. Right. And I, yeah, uh-huh. I feel there's like the inkling of that in how some of these songs are laid out. Like it is intentional. It feels intentional in some places and in other places it was like, well, someone has to sing this song. Yeah. Like I feel that Andrea Burns' songs are very, very different from Jessica Malaski's um, so character. I feel they're very, very different. Yeah. Um, but yet, you know, why is that? Is it right? You, you know, I mean, there's, there isn't much there, to say why. It's yeah, not like. So, I mean, if we look at. So let's just. Uh, so Jessica sings Just One Step, then Stars in the Moon. Yeah. Then Suburbia Santa. Surabaya, let's just get that right. <laughs> Surabaya Santa. Pardon yep. me. Surabaya Santa. Right. <laughs> um. And then the flag maker. Um, so it's not even see because I guess because the flag maker's tacked on at the end there, it's not even you're like oh she gets the funny songs, right? Um, but I mean, there's the something there's something about hers are the post relationship discussions of songs. I mean, just one step. She's talking about her failed marriage with Murray. Very true. Stars yeah. in the moon is like I passed by all of these opportunities and instead am uh-huh. married to this person. Um, Sarabaya Santa is about I'm married to Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Flag maker is I mean, there's the discussion of like until your soldier comes home. Do they specifically say soldier husband or soldier son? Um, um I think they say both. Okay. Uh but more predominantly son. Okay. Definitely son. Um but yeah, I, but I I don't feel that's cuz I I do feel that is separate. That is literally like what you do to keep going right. in these times of strife. Yeah. Um which I guess is it's a, but I, until that point, yes. Were, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, women. And so there there is maybe not as much of a through line, but definitely some, you know, I think Comparing the woman in Just One Step to the woman in Stars in the Moon is very yeah. interesting. In Just yeah. One Step, it's a lady, you know, fed up with her cheating husband who gives her everything and, yeah. you know, may or may not appropriately be angry about this, might be overreacting or might be very yeah. appropriately reacting. In Stars in the I'd Moon... I'd say definitely overreacting, but You yeah. think so? Oh, she's about to... Well, she fakes killing herself when she has two children. This is true. I guess you know that's extreme. That is extreme Um, because you know there was some cheating. Uh, Yes. Anyway, Um, but then stars in the moon, a woman who is perhaps in similar status, who is married, wealthy, reminiscing on the options she had in her life to marry for love or joy or adventure or whatever. Like, yeah. While not, like there's there's some lines to draw there. It is interesting to put those together in your mind and so if you are an audience member who knows nothing about this and is sitting through it and you see whoever is this woman too i guess uh-huh. um stepping out singing this brand new song and all you know is the one song she sang last you yeah. start drawing these connections whether intentional or not like this is yeah i guess I the guess. cool interesting unique part of this show uh-huh. um you're you're forced to draw for for sheer for sheer want of practicality because these are mm-hmm. the same actors you tread upon these comparisons and finding these relationships and through lines throughout yeah yeah i dig that i dig that indeed um also the question oops also the question of parenthood yes absolutely that's kind of apparent in almost every song yeah. someone brings up a parent in most of them, or they are a parent. Right. Um, 
and never really good. There's there's very apart from Christmas Lullaby, I guess, or Flagmaker, like the very few parents who are good. Um, yeah, at, at being parents, so we've got like in um, what do you call it, Majigger? In the basketball one, what's um, that called? The steam, steam train. train. In the steam train, you know, you've got the dad who burnt down the house. Yeah. For some reason, still not a hundred percent sure as to why. Yeah. Doesn't it Do make you, know you wonder why? though? I don't think what, there. Why? I, there's no. I don't think there's an explicit reason in the song. Okay, because I know the song is about like trying to get away from where you came from yeah and you know you don't want to fall into a bad crowd and uh, it's definitely to do with i guess kind of like low income that that idea yeah of being disadvantaged and wanting to pull away from that yeah um but why is his dad had to burn down his house i, I don't know um seems quite extreme to me uh <laughs> but ayo um so that's obviously a reason of my parent. The, the just one step. I have such an I have such an issue with this. They have really? kids, yeah, and she's gonna try and kill herself, yeah, but not. Do you know what I mean? Like that's right. a lot of trauma to put your kids through. That's true, but she's thinking <laughs> about you know her. I mean? She's thinking about herself. She's clearly not thinking about her kids. I mean, well, exactly. Therefore, she's a bad parent. Think yeah, about your kids. But you're. This is the wonderful thing about the show. You're assuming so many things about the story. Um, her her kids well, I mean her kids could be awful. Her kids could be grown. Her kids could be 22 and 23. Her kids could hate her. Matter. They're still her kids. Yeah. I, I, but she doesn't really say that they could hear because they have a relationship with her dad. So unless she just doesn't have a relationship with them. She might not. Like there's all sorts of options. But that's that's what's cool about this. You're not wrong. But Exactly. I'm I'm not. <laughs> Let that be known. You get to. I'm be- never wrong. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Because each of these songs are clearly just a sliver of a larger story. You could mm-hmm. leave this theater after seeing the show with a vastly different interpretation from the person sitting next to you. Yeah, yeah, it's very true about basic things. About basic um, things, and like, yeah, b- these things we talk about, like, oh, it's all these, you know deep discussions about relationships and these deep discussions about having parents or having children like this uh-huh. is why we so quickly fall into horoscope um fortune cookie territories because you know what everyone yeah. has relationships you know what everyone has parents like exactly it's just their specific discussions of very general overarching things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but I think they're the most prominent themes. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I would be interested to hear what other people point out as as connections and through. That's true. I know. Because I guess it's it's what you it's what your experiences are as well. Like something might ring true with you for a completely different reason. Exactly. Um and that is true. That's quite interesting. I'd be interested to hear the people who relate to Surabaya Santa. (laughs) I think it's very funny. It is funny. Do you know do you know the reference? No. Surabaya, do you know where that's from? No. It's it's a it's a it's a Weimar Germany thing. Oh no so, way. Of course yeah, it is. So, so um Kurt Weil mm-hmm. uh, after Thrupney Opera okay. wrote um a musical called Happy End. Okay. With Bertolt Brecht again, uh the dream team, although uh-huh. this one did not do well. I think they did a Broadway performance and it, it, I think it were seven performances. Mm-hmm. So 
it didn't do as well as Thirteen Opera did. But so um, it's a it's a riff on that. <laughs> it's yeah. So one of the songs in that is called Surabaya Johnny. Okay. Uh, and it's about a, a really really similar uh, thing. I mean, it's I've only ever heard it in German, so <laughs> I don't really know what it's about. But I'm pretty sure it's about uh, a guy who disappoints the girl and, and goes away. I'm pretty mm. sure that's what it's about. How um, how Jason Robert Brown. How is that, Jason Robert Brown? It's like a a a deep coded reference to a flop Kurt Vile musical that played for seven performances, played out in like, uh, of course you understand this reference kind of way. But how is that, Jason that, Robert Brown? That re- the the thing you said very politely about him earlier about having a lot of confidence and. Um. Um, I would not fault Jason Robert Brown for doing this because <laughs> I will give you the musical Hamilton, which is disgustingly full of coded references like these. Right. The, yeah. And it, like Surabaya, Surabaya Johnny, I think people like, well, I'm a big fan of Kurt Vile, so I knew about it. <laughs> True. I get perhaps, perhaps I am ignorant. And that's, so that's, that's why it's sung in a German accent in the style of Lotilenia. Got it. By the way. That's, just, just to let you know. That um, makes it so much more three-dimensional in my mind. Um, right uh and that's what you know why she says i'm not even german yeah you know that's, that's funny <laughs> jokes Who's, what, what's that line of producers um i'm not even uh those are someone else's it's in betrayed it's like that's someone else's memories he's took everything he didn't even me, speak yiddish um no. i'll never forget yeah that's what it is what my uh what my old protege used to send to me on his deathbed Maxilla, Alamenshin, Usabakin, Hayden, Ushagashin, Yashin, Fish, and Pifikakin. What does it mean? Who knows? I don't speak Yiddish. That isn't the reference that I'm thinking of. I'm oh, thinking really? of in, Bet- in, in Betrayed, where um, he's like, Alvin, Alvin. What? Oh. My name's uh, not Alvin. That's not my life. That's, that's not my life. That's, yeah. that's the reference. We grew up in the Bronx. It. <laughs> exactly he's taken everything from me so the producer's a great show uh, <laughs> by Mel Brooks uh, <laughs> we'll get there one day um, so yeah that's that's that reference that makes sense okay I think it's fun it's about Santa Claus there's it's not funny. many musical songs about that oh you gotta watch clearly you haven't watched Mrs. Santa Claus starring Angela Lansbury um, I actually have seen that really? Uh, there, yeah 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 I've been on the television when I was young. <laughs> oh, I only have seen it because I own it on VHS. They don't play that on the television in America. Well, you're missing out. No, I mean it's not. It's not a staple. No, it's not. You know, I mean it's not the Santa Claus starring Tim Allen. Do you know? What I mean that's a staple. We've um, gone off the rails. We have. We have indeed. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I was just 17 when you rode into town. Just a girl full of fantasies and longings. 
Obviously, you know, now we've kind of talked through a lot of the songs um, and we've, we've really come to the decision that this is ambiguous. Right. Right? It, it is, it is a, an abstract song cycle, but that then creates a problem when you, Jimmy, are directing this show. Uh, yes, exactly. Now, I'm not going to lie. So, well, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to... I've ran into a word jam there. That's interesting. I was going to say, I'm not not going to lie, but I. Oh, so what matter. you want to say is you're lying? So no, I don't want to say that. But I'm just going to return to the time when I hadn't said I'm not going to lie, um, and just say things. So, um, right. I think it's a double-edged sword. This yes. show, okay, um, and from a director's point of view, because on one hand. It is like a smorgasbord of um, working with an actor mm-hmm. with acting through song. Yes, absolutely. Because you've got you basically got sixteen musicals. Yeah. To direct. Yep. Um, which is incredible. What a feast. <laughs> um, great. But then you kind of get shot on the foot. Mm-hmm. when it comes to delivering them as a whole. Right. Um, and I think this is where a lot of productions of Songs for a New World fall down. Yeah. What do you mean? Now, I've seen, uh, well, I've seen a few now. Um, and all of them? No, all but one. Uh, have tried to bring it all together. Have tried to mm-hmm. uh, dig where there's no ground. Got it. Um, and that poses a problem because it just detracts from everything and it makes it look bad. Right. It makes it look like a bad show when it's not because that isn't the fault of the show. That's the fault of you <laughs> as a director <laughs> trying to make up a concept when, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's like we said right at the start, maybe it just doesn't need one. Right. Do you know what I mean? It's just, it's a song cycle. It is what it is. It's to, a celebration of this music. To advocate for the devil. Yes, as- please. I would, as an actor, yeah, playing to the ambiguity is not useful. You know what I mean? Um, but how do you mean? How do you mean playing to the ambiguity? Like there's whether it's one song or whether it's my through my through line of three songs. If yep. if you want to leave these open to interpretation, I still need to find my interpretation in my mind. Otherwise, no, ab- I- absolutely. Uh, but that's what I was saying. So it's a treat for acting through song, and you can go through the arc and you can take that journey. Right. But 
I'm using Jason Robin Brown words, um, <laughs> theatre journey through the song uh, uh, to make that interpretation and deliver that, right. absolutely fine. But what we don't want is, like, for example, what they did in the London production, uh-huh. where they tried to attach a 9-11 storyline to it. Got it. And... Um, you know the idea of it so it was set in a a loft apartment in new york Mm -hmm. um with the ruined world trade center and uh the statue of liberty turned away uh as a backdrop um as they as the people like arranged furniture Uh, in the apartment um to uh, me that's hugely just that's just silly yeah do you know what i mean that's that's really silly just do another play like if that's the message you want to convey, like do something the, that actually is intended to convey that, you know? Right. There's there's also just no message you're trying to convey there because at no point do any of them ever reference the World Trade Center attack. Yeah. Um, and I understand that that entered the world into a new world. I right. fully get that. But you're not saying that and at yeah. no point is that ever said. So therefore, it's, it's kind of moot. Um, it feels misappropriated. Exactly. Exactly. And... You know, just silly things like with that production. It had like leaves on the ground and things yeah. that were ta- like to this idea of the age or ruin. I don't know. Um, but it also just made, you know, songs like 1776 or is it 1776? Am I it's making it up? It's 1775. Which Five. Is, I was that's, so close. That's Well, that's the joke. It's like one year before <coughs> the, right. the war is won. It is a funny song. Uh, it's, no, it's <laughs> it is not a funny um, song. <laughs> it's not. It's uh, not. The yes, yeah, so seven or the fourteen ninety two or whatever. Um, right. like those songs just didn't work because they're in a loft apartment. Right, like in in it's like you that's a that's a bad thing to do as a director. Yeah, because you're not listening to the the work yeah. you're working with. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you're trying to put your own stamp. No, that's that's not right because it's going beyond that. You're trying to rewrite it. Right. Um, I which think is not I, your job. I feel that's that's I guess what I'm poking you for is like the, you're aiming for that rewriting because so like my challenge for you. Let's say I'm set designing this for you, the director. What do you want your yeah. set to look like? Well, you don't want a set design for me because I'm very. I'm much more actor focused. So for me, this is a treat because I'm like, great, I get to work with actors uh, and not really worry about set. So we do some fun lighting stuff. Right. But <laughs> yeah. uh, there would probably be no set because you what what you don't need one. So then here, there can't be no set. That's impossible. Black curtains are still no set. Do you want black okay, curtains? Okay, a blank stage. Yeah, a blank stage. With but there's, I can't do a blank stage because I can't make the stage go into a void. You know what I mean? This is, this is my challenge. What do you mean you? you can't make the stage go into a void? I can't. There's a wall in the back of the house. Like, no, but a blank stage, is that not a term that you have? That That is a term that I have, but as a set designer, I would challenge you and say, I, I literally can't make it go into nothing. I can make it go into blackness. I can make it go into whiteness. That's I what can, I said with tabs. But I could make it go into blueness, and that's still an empty stage with nothing. So, like, there's still choices. You There's still different kinds of nothing. Um, right. But what I'm saying is I wouldn't have a, you know, I wouldn't be like, so we'll have a ship here, and then we'll have clocks hanging right. down. But still, and so then a, I still have questions. Do you want? Do you want chairs? Uh, Are they going to sit ever? I don't know. I haven't thought of this. <laughs> I haven't decided. I'm not. I'm not directing the show. You can't just hit me with like direct it now. Don't be in, silly. In the in the metaphorical land, though. So this is this is my question. You can't. Uh-huh. You can't choose ambiguity. No, I know. No, I, I, absolutely. Like you know, what I'm saying is 
be respectful of the text. Don't try and create something that isn't there. Right. Do you know what I mean? What you have there are songs that are taken in many different time periods with, you know, 16 different characters. Mm -hmm. Um, What you need to therefore try and do is create a space that allows for that. And the best space that you would have would be, you know, as little as possible because you're not you're not really ever gonna you know what I mean do that yeah. do you know what I mean I do know what you yeah. mean you said a um, lot more right there than Empty Stage like that is more supportive um, right that's that's it's a, it's a subtle but important difference that it is easy to look over and makes this the difference between a song cycle and a review because if it's a review then it doesn't matter then you can perform it at 54 below with the you know artifice but there I feel, like i don't I feel th- you could perf- i i would happily go watch this in concert and still f- feel that it was just as good as a stage production yeah i feel like yeah. a, a stage production could add a little more i mean yeah it, it could and, and yeah i guess in the sense of it, it would it would add an extra height and it, it, sense, it, but it, in a concert version in something you know cabaret feeling then it feels just like here's some songs that jason robert brown wrote and as we've said they have more in common than that mm-hmm. it's hard mm-hmm. to articulate what but they have more in common than that and so something there can be represented in something consistent throughout the show yeah okay yeah no i'll take that i will take that um but did not direct it in a loft apartment. Did not direct it on a ship. Like just that. I just feel it's. I just feel it's silly. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? I feel it's. It's it's where you're just trying to be too metaphorical. Yes. Do you know absolutely. what I mean? Or you're trying to be too something. What you need to focus on with this this show is nailing the songs mm. and nailing your working with the actors. That's where you need where your focus needs to be. Not trying to, oh my god, how am I going to piece the flag maker song with the steam train song? How am I going to do that together? Yeah. We'll just have a, a train with a flag. Like, do you know what I mean? Right. Just that, don't be silly about it. For sure. Do your job. How how um, would you feel? This is just an honest question, but uh, is how would you feel about picture like the movie version of this production? Uh, that would be a stupid yeah. choice, and ignore the fact that it's a stupid choice. But picture uh-huh. the movie version of this production. Do you envision it as each one taking place in their own disparate setting, or them all in a limbo of a world that is kind of amorphous but similar? Well, I think if you were if you were doing a movie, then yeah, you would do it in its individual setting. But then it wouldn't be a good movie because you've only got two historic ones, and everything else is contemporary. That's true. Much. Yeah. Um, so don't please don't make it a movie. Is it being made into a movie? <laughs> no, it's not being made into no, a movie. No, not that I know of. Whew. Um, that's good. What I will say though, for the the recent London production, um, uh-huh. we're talking like the most stellar cast. Yeah. Um, oh my god, yeah. So it was Cynthia Revo, Tony uh-huh. Award winning Cynthia uh-huh. Revo. Yeah. Um, Jenna Russell, who's the person that I'm trying to get to turn you on to. That she. Well, you've seen her now. You've seen her. She was in uh, Sunday in the Park with George. Yes. So you've seen her. Uh, and uh, Daniel O'Hanlon, is that his name? Um, I think that's his name. If not, oh well. Um, so those, and then a new guy as well, who's apparently all right. Um, <laughs> but like, if you can try and find any, you know, completely legal recordings of right. uh, this show, I would, because it's, in my opinion, uh, the gals are better than the, the original. Yeah. 
but you're dealing with like the best people that the UK has to offer yeah. at the moment. So that's fair. I, I wonder, um, I wonder also, I think that's an interesting thing, maybe harkening back or maybe bridging on to our next topic of contemporary uh-huh. musical theater. Um, yeah. But I wonder if, so this, I would 1990, what five did we say? Yeah. 95 is early on in this genre umbrella genre. We're kind of terming contemporary, the contemporary musical theater sound. Uh-huh. And I wonder if, so this London production was a revival. If con- the contemporary musical theater sound has taken more root by then, and people are performers just have a better grasp of that kind of motif or um, f- sound. No, you don't think so. He's making a face, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and no, because so what you're trying to. S- no, because what you're trying to say is, uh, do, are people better acting through song now than they were? I guess that's true, and I don't in the eighties. I don't think they which, are. Which you don't think they are? Yeah, exactly. I, I feel like that's a consistent thing. Um, what I would say is, it, it, definitely musically, yeah, it's very different. Yes. and that is what we're about to talk to you next. So let's have a song break. Let's. Th- this is a big topic yeah. to me. I don't. I might be blowing this out of the water. No, I think this is. It's to totally it. a thing. Cont- whenever you hear us say contemporary musical theater, imagine we're putting it. it I call these scare exactly. quotes. Like I'm scaring scare you with quotes. these words. Scare quotes. Ah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you t- I'm terrified there. Actually, right. that's funny. <laughs> so contemporary um, musical theater. You can hear me doing the yeah. bunny ears with my fingers. Inverted commas is the correct term. <laughs> that's um, not at all true. <laughs> but right so in fact you know what i'm gonna say yeah in the show notes okay everyone everyone at home are you listening are you sitting comfortably then i'll begin um <laughs> in the show notes you'll find a video um linking you to a contemporary musical theater song called contemporary musical theater song it's a great song it's a great cabaret it's a song. great song um, it, it may even give you a treat and do me performing it. <laughs> I fluffed the words at one point, but who cares? Uh, that might be in there too. But watch the original one. Anyway, um, because it will contextualize everything we're about to talk about. Yeah. Right? Would you say but that's fair? I, I would say Pete, the, the our lovely nerds who listen to this podcast know what we mean when we say that contemporary musical theater sound. That kind of... It, it's it's a, a new way of... It's a post-Sondheim approach to songwriting it's a yeah it's very influenced uh, by yeah uh-huh. it's influenced it is, by it? sondheim but it's kind of i would we're gonna get real real academic here i would wait i would call it a reaction to the overuse of sondheim styled songs paired with an anti-reaction to the kind of euro andrew lloyd Webber musical and yes th- the the love child slash 
awful bastardization slash whatever you want to call it that has happened because of that. A lot of yeah. it is very Sondheim-esque in style, in pattern, in like oblique rhymes and not following uh, specific A B A B A B form style or uh, yes. song style or whatever. Um, but there's also a, uh, I don't know, a turn of the millennium wit to it all. It very yes, very. It, I was just say very contemporary. Right. Ugh, yeah. It's hard to. It it's like trying um, to. It's like trying to analyze pop music. You can't call it pop music because it's just popular now, and we don't know why, and we have to yeah, wait a couple exactly. decades before it gets a new term. Exactly. But it's it, it is it's it's a very. It almost feels casual. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's not. It's less art song. Yeah. Where I think Sondheim can do it, delve into art song. Exactly. Whereas I feel like contemporary musical theater song is much more, you know, it's it's, it's closer to like Sprechgesanger. Yeah. Um, yeah. We yeah. might as well be talking, but actually we're singing. Like. Yeah. It, it, that kind of like, oh, I just ate a cannoli today and it was the best thing that I ever had. And right. I saw and Jenny. I love him so much. And Jenny, she right. is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. My mother died when I was six. Like, it's that kind but of... But the cannoli's like, that's, that's on my legit. pants and now it's yeah, everywhere. Exactly. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. And so if you listen to every <laughs> musical theater song, you'll hear that, yeah. but in a much better there, form. There are songs about the gum stuck on your shoe that's actually about how your father left you when you were a kid. Um, exactly. The, the coffee that you had this morning is actually an exemplar to your entire life and your right. viewpoint on the world. Which it, it's that kind which of is very That's where it sets itself apart from... Sondheim or Weber or the giants of you know the decade before where like their yeah. songs are like I'm not getting married today this is the plot of the song I'm not getting married yeah. today guess what not getting married today where as if that were a contemporary musical theater song it would be about not being able to find Robert's shoes like and deep yeah, down uh, inside would be about not getting married today but, exactly that would be the the um middle eight part right do you know what i mean would be the reflection and you're understanding that exactly. oh, i actually don't want to get married because i feel free but so most of it would be about back to the shimoti yeah most of it would be about how robert's a klutz and your mother always told you you could do better and yeah. you know why can't he leave his shoes where they belong we bought this ikea shelf that we can put the shoes on just because he keeps losing them and i'm not getting married today uh-huh. like yeah yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, so now you all know what a contemporary musical theatre song is. Um, let's talk about let's talk about it. Yeah. So, like, I again only recently am I coming to like accept it um, <laughs> because yeah. yeah. So my like hatred started. Uh, Back when I was really getting into musical theatre and, and becoming a, a proper nerd, the nerd uh-huh. that you know and love, mm-hmm. um, like, so I was really into my son times, and I was really into, uh, you know, the Bill and Schoenbergs and mm-hmm. Rent, and uh, I was going to say next to normal, but I guess almost it's almost jumping into that pot, but it's not. Yeah, um, you know, I was these kind of like big story musicals. Um, that are passionate and and you mm-hmm. know and the the nerds the nerd yeah. starter kit yeah, is yeah, what yeah. I was the going nerd on starter um, kit <laughs> exactly and then I was cast in I love you because have you heard of that yes it's not great 
Um, it's awful. It's so bad. I love it's, you. It's really bad. Tell me if I have this right. I love you because is Pride and Prejudice, but with the genders reversed and set in the modern day. It's in no way. It's it's like in in the same way that you know the Hillary Duff Cinderella story is yeah. the story of Cinderella. Do you know what I mean? Like. It's it's not Pride and Prejudice. There there are two songs all. I remember from uh, I Love You Because I one the is the one about coffee. Yes, if I add a cream to your coffee, yeah, and, you'd have a panic attack. And the other one just is just add a touch of cream, just the, a little touch of cream. That's why you take your coffee back. See, and it's a song that's oh, not at all look about at you coffee. in your thermos, yeah. and it's just like here's you know, a contemporary that, reference. That might be one of the markers of I think contemporary musical. Like, if you want to tell if a show is about contemporary musical theater, <laughs> does it have a song about coffee in it? Excluding yeah, maybe like, how to succeed in business. Yeah, um, does it specifically talk about Starbucks or a latte yeah. or, you know, foam or yeah. a venti? Like, yeah. does it mention any if Starbucks If those jokes term? are in there, contemporary musical theater. Um, so I remember that song and then I remember so, the punchline <laughs> song, So We're Just Friends. With we're benefits. We're just friends. With benefits. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I hated that show because it it was it means nothing. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like we we were selling it. We did it at the fringe. Perfect fringe show. Go do it, everyone. Um, I'm, you know, <laughs> you're I'm really selling it. it. Ah, yeah. No, I know. Like the thing is, it's 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 good fun. There's yeah. fun characters. Yeah. Um, it just just it's not going to change anyone's life, um, which is fine, I guess. Um, <laughs> anyway, as we were selling it, and the, the streets would be like, it's like Friends the musical. It's yeah. not. No. It's not. In the sense that Friends talks about contemporary things, doesn't it? Yeah. Here, and that they're flyer, both set in an urban center. Like <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um So this so, is when you started to hate contemporary musical theater. So this is so we did uh account all because like quite a lot of the people who I was in that with listened to this and I think quite liked it. So I'll get slated. But let's just remember the end of the story where I grow to appreciate contemporary <laughs> music theater. So let's just always keep that in our heads. Anyway, so we did this cabaret. Uh-huh. And this is the one where I sang contemporary music theater song at, uh-huh. um, I, and I think I tried at one point. I tried to sing like a Joni Mitchell song because I was like, it it could be theatrical. I can interpret it, and uh-huh. I wasn't allowed, and I got really annoyed. Um, <laughs> anyway, the you know we were doing like your Kerrigan and Louder Milks, and we were doing your yeah. Scott Allen's, and can mm-hmm. anything that has never appeared on Broadway or has only ever appeared in Fifty Four Below, yeah. like that was the criteria. Um, and the I was just like, they all sound the effing same. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like it, every, everything was either from a song cycle or just an, a cabaret song in its own. And everything I just felt sounded the exact same. Yeah. Do you agree? I do. <laughs> I think it's interesting that this is the musical that brings this up because this, I I would wager Songs for a New World is the genesis of the contemporary musical theater sound. Exactly. Um, and it's not in this show. It doesn't. Now when I listen to it, I hear the hallmarks of it, but it is not quite there. That kind of pop gospel jazz musical theater sound, like yep. piano bass and then a funky instrument, like yeah. synthesizer or accordion exactly. or ukulele. But then, then going into a, a middle eight with strings that's slow and reflective. Right, exactly. Lest we forget. Yeah. Um, I think in in Songs for a New World, I think the song that personifies it the most mm-hmm. is "She Cries." Yeah, the, bum, bum, I bum, think bum, because bum, 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 and like lots of really, syncopation, more syncopation, syncopation that, than Sondheim would ever get away with. 
uh, and very much like, and you know, I'm talking talking about this line, and there's not there's a very loose melody, yeah, and then there's some scenes and things, and it's kind of in the rhythm, but it's not really, yeah. And I, like, I would that I'm gonna I'm gonna say a thing I think you think, and then you tell me if it's true. Um, Interesting. A lot of contemporary musical theater, especially a lot of Jason Robert Brown writing, forgoes musical motif and theme for the sake of fancy finger work. Um, for mm. the sake of interesting music, which diminishes storytelling and is bothersome. Yeah, it well, d- it diminishes. Like, a, yeah, it diminishes the kind of harmony between lyric and music. Right. It makes it not. Do you a, know what I mean? It makes it not a musical. It makes it a bunch of songs together. Um, it, yeah, I guess. Um, it it just it just never sat well with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you know, I kind of got confused because I was like, well, what is a contemporary music theater song? And what isn't? Mm-hmm. Because, like, for example, in the contemporary musical theatre song, the one you've all now listened to, um, when they do the bit where, like, I met a man who had a dollar to his name and made me fly to Never Never Land and fly for just some day, um, it, where they just, like, run through all of these really, really popular contemporary yeah. musical theatre standards. But one of the ones they uh, bring up is I Miss the Mountains from Next to Normal. And I'm like, oh, wait, is Next to Normal a contemporary musical theatre show? I... I would then, wager like, it is kind of right, and but in the sense that it's like rocky and reflective, yeah. and but then you listen uh, to the song that the that the daughter sings, where it's like Mozart was crazy, like not right. a, it's exactly. not a song about Mozart. We're not singing about no. Mozart, but we're singing about Mozart, like. I know. And my cannolis all over my pants. Exactly. It's... So he, he, we're now entering into my conflictive stage, conflictive, <laughs> Confl- uh, confliction, um, and. That was when I started to come around to the idea, well, hey, maybe they ain't all bad. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll give some of them a chance and I'll stop being a little dick. Um, <laughs> which I did. Yeah. Um, I think I, I I would wager to young musical theater composers out there, which, you know, I am not. So please take this with whatever not. the biggest grain of salt you want. But the contemporary musical theater sound, a lot of people accidentally stumble into and just like any other pastiche you're going to use, just like any other musical thematic motif you want, yep. you should use it intentionally. Um, yeah. Like when, you know, not that I think it does at all, but if a contemporary musical theater sound bled into something like Great Comet or even something like um, Dear Evan Hansen, um, th- th- there's something intentional there. In Dear Evan Hansen, where it's about life, contemporary technology sort of things, you mm-hmm. want it to sound modern and new. In Great Comet, where they're pulling this intentional anachronism and like merging it with, which I don't think they do in Great Comet, actually, so maybe this is a poor example, um, but like use it with the same intent that they use a country sound in Oklahoma. Like mm-hmm. It's just another style to use, not the default. Yeah. Well, interesting. I mean, interesting to bring up Dear Evan Hansen, like Pace and Paul, where another one's right at the start with Edges. Yes, you know, Edges again was one of the big song cycles. Everyone was singing it, um, and it, it's it's very much the Pace and Paul sound, and they've yeah. kept a lot from that. But you know, the Facebook song, right? The Facebook song, right. yeah. Uh, Taylor the Latte Boy, like that all... isn't them, is it? No, that's mm-hmm. not them. But I'm no, like but, these are yeah. these are the hallmarks of this contemporary musical theater sound. Exactly, um, and it, it astonishing. All, it all comes from my songs for a new world. Like yeah, my hair, my blue hair. Um, yeah, and my hair. Like blue. these, that I feel like that was the 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 birth of it. Yeah, 
Uh, and it, it because it some it some it struck a chord. Um, <laughs> music jokes, get it? Oh, I see. I yeah. get. It. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for humoring me. You're um, very welcome. Something about it worked. Something about it caught on. Um, yeah. But it also is simpler. Mm-hmm. Is easy. I never want to like completely pigeonhole that. The, way. I, that's the thing is, I, I feel like it's not. I feel like it's the opposite. I feel like it's challenging yeah. and and d- deep. Yeah. But it's diff. Oh no! I, do you know what? Do you know yeah. what? I feel songs for New World is great and a great example of contemporary musical uh, contemporary music theater. I think Ordinary Days is really bad. Yeah. I have a big problem with that show. Really? Um, and I realize we're not talking about that. Yeah, uh, because I think that is your classic... It's like someone's taken songs for New World and rinsed it out, uh-huh. and the dregs has created Ordinary Days. Really? I really like Ordinary Days. I think that's interesting. Um, How interesting. Yeah. Tune in for that episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, granted, um, I haven't listened to it in maybe a couple months. Um, I had a point to make. Oh, um, yes. With ordinary days. Okay, and, oh, sorry. Oh, no, yeah, Again, yeah. Um, ordinary in transit. Ah, uh, in transit. Yes. Right. It's the, you know you're taken and you're just the dregs. Yeah. There's exactly. no there's no meat on those bones. Well, I so feel. here's here's this is the thought that strikes me, and I wonder if it's a hallmark of contemporary musical theater songs, and if it's some. This would be, I think, the thing to avoid. In Songs for New World, where this is a song cycle with individual songs where each one's a story, it is appropriate that each one has many exposition and many conflict and some kind of resolution. And it covers yeah. this kind of wide breadth of thing. In a book musical, like Ordinary Days, like In Transit, you don't need to cover that much ground with one song. Like, I think of the stalwarts of music, like some, Something's Coming from West Side Story. Mm-hmm. That is not a song that makes sense outside of the musical. That is not a good cabaret song unless you're like saying, remember this great song from West Side Story? Picture this song in the context of the musical you all know, West Side Story. Here's something's mm-hmm. coming. Like, we're. it's almost as if now we're trying to do too much with songs and we're not letting them kind of ruminate on fewer ideas for longer and i feel yes, like yes tommy the yes. successful the successful musicals that use parts of this contemporary musical theater song don't feel like they need to tell you an entire storybook over the course of three minutes exactly that's exactly it that is exactly it and i really want to think of a really great example of a song that does that and i'm going to go straight to comet yeah i'm going to say uh, let's go for like Sonia alone. Yeah. Right. It, Very contemporary in its style, mm-hmm. but it's talking about I love you. I'm gonna help you, and yeah. that's the only thing it's really that's the talking. Only about. thing it talks I mean? about. It doesn't make sense outside of the story. Um, and, and this is this is the difficulty. Like with the ambiguity of a song cycle and us saying there's something more here there's something implied here but then that bleeding into the very book musical theater world it becomes too much and contextually inappropriate like you think of something like avenue q which is filled with contemporary musical theater songs but each one of them serves 
a particular purpose, serves yep. a particular plot point. They still are wonderful cabaret songs. They have punchlines and jokes, but they don't overextend themselves. Um, no, exactly. They don't They're go nice beyond. Exactly. You, you you can condense them into a one or two sentence description. Whereas like yeah. you look at the songs and songs for New World, like what is the river won't flow for me about? Like... Mm-hmm. It's a it's about some guy's entire life story about how this happened and that happened and this happened and that happened mm-hmm. and like now he can't find any luck. It's not the internet is for porn where you already know what it's about. Yeah, the joke is there. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's it. Um, what I will say though, uh, to completely renounce myself, um, if you're like an upcoming music theater wannabe, mm-hmm. there's so much material. Yeah. There's so much material there. Um like I can't I can't even print it like there's there's just so much. Anyway, um and a great place to go look for that mm-hmm. is contemporarymusictheatre.com. You ever been onto that website? I have heard it advertised on several podcasts I've listened to. We're not advertising. Oh, interesting. Yet. No, we're not actually. That's funny. <laughs> um uh, but, but contemporarymusictheatre.com if you want to get in touch. Yeah. Um it's fantastic because it's all there and they've got sheet music available. This really does sound like an ad. It's not. Um, <laughs> but it's what, I, what I'm just meaning is if you're looking for audition songs, if you're looking for, uh, you know, if you're wanting to piece together a cabaret yeah. and you're maybe wanting to group a theme, yeah. go to because it's, it's, it's all there. Um I just think it's great, and it's 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 nice just to if you're like I've listened to this musical fifty thousand times now, I need to listen to something new. Mm-hmm. It's a good place to go. I'll, I'm not gonna lie, a lot of it's guff, a lot of it is the stuff that I don't like. Yep, um, gum on the shoe songs, but there are some really good gems in there. Yeah, um, and it's also a really nice way to f- see because if you look them up on YouTube and things, it's a really nice way to kind of see who's up and coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the in the Broadway world. Well, and it's what a wonderful, great world we live in, where it's all in one place. Like I think of even five, ten years ago, and if you wanted to know what the popular stuff was going to be in the musical theater world before it was popular, it was impossible. Yeah. it was just impossible until like the CD showed up at Barnes and Noble to figure out what was going to be new. If you didn't live in New yeah. York, if you didn't have a, a booming theater scene near you, but now. You can do your own research. You can figure it out. It's all it's all there. Um, and also, like to give its plot, it's like we said. You know, it's a whole musical can compacted into one song. Yeah. And when that's done well, uh, like for example, Songs for a New World. Um, if you're an actor, you know, wrap your chops around it yeah. and and take it and tear it apart and really get into depth because you can do a lot of good character analysis work right there yeah. um, and it's great practice like that should be something if, if you're wanting to act I feel like that should be something you should be doing on the reg is yeah. taking a song tearing it apart working out how you would interpret it how you can use your voice um, to to do it yeah to tell the story so that's what I would say it's more, um, than, more than just singing words exactly uh, but yeah so songs for new world I feel like uh, are you ready for this yeah I feel like it's brought us into a new world of <laughs> musical theatre. <laughs> who, who would have guessed? Listen to the song that I sing. Listen to the words in my heart. Listen to the hope I can bring. And just 
trust me. You know, how delightfully appropriate that it is just called Songs for a New World. Exactly. Like, he knew what he was doing. He as, was like, as much as I'm going to start this new yeah, world. A wishy-washy fortune cookie of a thesis. He's also right. Exactly. Jason Robert Brown, well done. For now. But only for now. <laughs> <laughs> that was Songs for a New World. It was. Do you feel like you've entered a new world, Jimmy? Always. <laughs> and I'll let you interpret that. I'll let you interpret that like I, a Jason Robert Brown song. I appreciate you leaving it open to interpretation. Um, we got a we got a quiz question for next week. You ready? I'm so ready. I've, I've we've not had one in so long. Thomas. It's been weeks, literally weeks, literally, like literally. two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. This is the only musical. To share an award with New York City Mayor Michael Bloomberg. What show? Interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> if you would like to get in touch with us, please do. Yeah. Um, you can contact me on Twitter at Azen Hendricks, or you can contact me on YouTube at the same name. And I'm at Musical Mash on Twitter or Musical Theater Mash on YouTube, or you can check out our show Twitter at Jim and Tomic. You can also go to our website, jimandtomic.com, which has the link to our Reddit discussion um, where... I certainly reply, Tommy, you are tardy. Listen, I my keyboard's broken and I have no good excuse. Exactly. <laughs> um, but I will always reply to you chickens, even if it's not my subreddit. Did you just call um, them chickens? Chickens, yeah, isn't that cute? It's a little weird. Okay. <laughs> if you're offended by that, please let me know on Reddit. Um, Tell your friends, leave us a review, all the good stuff. And we'll see you next week. Ta-ta! Goodbye. Good. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> We're back in business. Woo! Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChapaCasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.